Nobody, said Captain Bill solemnly. Ever Sorimer made and lived to tell the tale. Why not? asked Trot, looking earnestly up into the old sailor's face. They were seated on a bench built around a giant acacia tree that grew just at the edge of the bluff. Below them rolled the blue waves of the great Pacific. A little way behind them was the house, a neat frame cottage painted white and surrounded by huge eucalyptus and pepper trees. Still farther behind that, a quarter of a mile distant but built upon the bend of the coast, was the village, overlooking a pretty bay. Cap'n Bill and Trod often came to this tree to sit and watch the ocean below them. The sailor man had one meat leg and one hickory leg, and he often said the wooden one was the best of the two. Once Cap'n Bill had commanded and owned the Anemone, a trading schooner that plied along the coast. And in those days, Charlie Griffiths, who was Trot's father, had been the captain's mate. But ever since Cap'n Bill's accident when he lost his leg, Charlie Griffiths had been the captain of the little schooner, while his old master lived peacefully ashore with the Griffiths family. This was about the time Trot was born, and the old sailor became very fond of the baby girl. Her real name was Mary, but when she grew big enough to walk, she took so many busy little steps every day that both her mother and Cap'n Bill nicknamed her Trot, and so she was thereafter mostly called. It was the old sailor who taught the child to love the sea, to love it almost as much as he and her father did. And these two, who represented the beginning and the end of life, became firm friends and constant companions. Why hasn't anybody seen a mermaid and lived? asked Trot again. Because mermaids is fairies and ain't meant to be seen by us mortal folk, replied Cap'n Bill. But if anyone happens to see him, what then, Captain? Then, he answered, slowly wagging his head, the mermaids give him a smile and a wink, and they dive into the water and gets drowned. Suppose they knew how to swim, Captain Bill. That don't make any difference, Trot. The mermaids live deep down, and the poor mortals never come up again. The little girl was thoughtful for a moment. But why do folks dive in the water when the mermaids smile and wink? She asked. Mermaids, he said gravely, is the most beautiful creatures in the world, or the water either. You know what they're like, Trot. They've got a lovely lady's form down to the waist, and then the other half of them's a fish, with green and purple and pink scales all down it. Have they got arms, Cap'n Bill? Coarse Trot, arms like any other lady, and pretty faces that smile and look mighty sweet and fetchin'. Their hair is long and soft and silky, and floats all around them in the water. When they comes up atop the waves, they wring the water out in their hair and sing songs that go right to your heart. If anybody is unlucky enough to be round just then, the beauty of them mermaids and their sweet songs charm them like magic. So they plunge into the waves to get to the mermaids. But the mermaids haven't got any hearts, Trot. No more than a fish has.
so they laughs when the poor people drown and don't care a fig. That's why I says, and I says it true, that nobody ever saw a mermaid and lived to tell the tale. Nobody? asked Trot. Nobody at all. Then how do you know, Cap'n Bill? asked the little girl, looking up into his face with big round eyes. Cap'n Bill coughed. Then he tried to sneeze to gain time. Then he took out his red cotton handkerchief and wiped his bald head with it, rubbing hard so as to make him think clearer. Look, Trot, ain't that a brig out there? He inquired, pointing to a sail far out in the sea. How does anybody know about mermaids if those who've seen them never lived to tell about them? She asked again. No, what about them, Trot? About their green and pink scales and pretty songs and wet hair.